This is the time of year when we are anticipating the light coming into the world. And this year, as we prepare during the season of Advent, uh, we are uh, remembering and calling to mind that not only does the light shine through Christ who comes to be among us, but the light is meant to shine through us as well, as people who become light bearers in the world. And so today we continue the journey, uh, lighting the candle of peace and looking, first of all, at a passage that comes from the very beginning of the Gospel of Mark. Uh, So I invite you to listen as I read that for us. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of God for the people of God, and God's people say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Come Holy Spirit. And breathe life into the words that I speak, that they might carry a word from you into our hearts and lives this morning. Amen. Ricky Bobby would not have been a fan of the gospel of Mark. Now, I'm guessing at least a few of you know who Ricky Bobby is, of Talladega Nights fame, the movie from some years ago, a Will Ferrell character. You see, Ricky Bobby preferred to remember the baby Jesus and even pray at the Thanksgiving dinner table to baby Jesus, much to the chagrin of his perturbed wife and father-in-law, but he just kept on hanging on to that tiny infant baby Jesus. When we get to the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, it is not like the beginnings of Matthew and Luke. Those are the two Gospels where we get to hear the stories of baby Jesus. We get to hear the announcement of the angels to Mary and to Joseph and to the shepherds. We get to hear about the journey to Bethlehem, the babe lying in the manger, the visitors who come to welcome him into the world. Mark, on the other hand... He gives us no opportunity to revel in nostalgia or community at the manger or 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 community at the manger scene. Instead of an eight-pound, six-ounce newborn infant Jesus, Mark launches us right into adult Jesus. And no sooner has he done that than he immediately turns our attention to John the Baptizer. Now, one of my colleagues, every time this passage shows up in the lectionary uh, this time of year during Advent says, can someone please find John another job during Christmas? He just won't leave us alone. He won't let us just be and go to our parties and hang our stockings and have our festive time. John just won't leave us alone. He, when he shows up on the scene, quickly sobers us up from the overspent credit cards on Black Friday, from the one too many drinks at the holiday cocktail party, from the outrageous number of presents that have been purchased for the kids and the grandkids, not that anybody here has done any of that. 
But the truth is, we, we need John. We need John and the fact that he will not leave us alone in this season because John really wants the best for us and the best for our communities and our world. And so he shouts in the wilderness to anyone who will listen, prepare the way. But before we listen to John the baptizer's message, we need to back up for just a moment because his words are actually an echo of a prophet who came long before him. Listen to the, these verses from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Sound familiar? Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Prepare the way. There are those words again. And then these verbs or phrases, straighten, make level, smooth out. This is the, apparently the work to be done in preparation for the one who comes and in order to make possible the appearing of the glory of the Lord. Anybody have Handel's Messiah ringing in your ears right at this moment? And all flesh shall see it together. Isaiah cast this vision of unity, of shared experience, of common ground where everybody sees what God is doing. It's a vision that only God can accomplish, and it is one in which God calls for our participation. Isaiah speaking into an atmosphere of darkness and oppression to people who have been in exile. Which brings us back to John, also speaking into a time of struggle and oppression and John says, prepare the way. And then he tells us how. He says, repent. Now, about that word, repent. Repent is not a dirty word, friends. It is not an ugly word. It is not a clobber word, although... I realize that some people have experienced it in that way. Repent is a good word. It is a word that we need in our lives and in our scriptures because it is a word that helps us move in the right direction. That's really what the word is all about. In English, it often gets translated as repent, but the Greek New Testament word is metanoia which more literally translates as to turn in a new direction. And so repentance 
is all about turning away from the destructive patterns of our lives, what the Bible most often refers to as sin, and toward ways of living that bring peace and healing, not just for ourselves, but for others as well. Because if we're honest, too often that's not the way we live, is it? We bend the path to our own liking without regard for how it may affect others around us. We choose the preferred seating in the higher spaces and leave it to others to scramble for whatever is left over for them where they may or may not catch a view. We we make life rough for others by our selfish choices and our inconsiderate decisions. And the result is that we obstruct the view of what God is up to, which makes it impossible for us to be able to see the glory of God together. So repentance is what turns us into construction workers for the kingdom of God. Straightening, leveling, smoothing, the highway for all. There is no shortage of job sites for that work in the world today, is there? Look around every corner and there's a possible opportunity for us in our homes, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our schools, maybe even our stadiums. It's the second Sunday of Advent, and we light the candle of peace. Now, I'll leave it to you to keep thinking after we leave here today about what all the many ways in which God might be inviting you to live into a life of repentance, a life of turning in a new direction that becomes a blessing to you and to others. Let me just spend a couple of moments reflecting on one idea, and that is that we would aim to live more in a way that is with people than against them. Have you noticed, and it seems like it has gotten all the more prevalent in recent years, how so many seem to be living against other people instead of with other people? So what if we said, even in those spaces where we may not all agree, we may have differences and disagreements, what if we were to say, you know what? I'm going to choose to live alongside rather than in opposition to. I'm going to live with people rather than against people. I saw a social media post yesterday from a friend of mine whose name is Booty. Uh, yes, that really is his name. It's been his name since he was a small child. Uh, any, any American Ninja Warrior fans out there? Anybody watch America? Nobody, nobody's going to even, oh, somebody admitted it. Yes, yes. So Booty at the age of 50 was on American Ninja Warrior. Um, 
uh, known him almost all our lives, but he and Catherine and I are all graduates of the fine institution Furman University, who I'm sure, as well as Pat, <laughs> who just gave me the, the fist raise, um, I am sure that all of you are well aware that on Friday night, Furman was playing in the football championship series in Montana in the quarterfinals of the playoffs against the number two team in the country. Um, well, Booty and other Furman fans went to Montana for that game. And yesterday, Booty posted um, on social media about his experience. And he started by talking about some other experiences he has had going into an environment where he was a fan for the visiting team and how hostile it was. And how there were times when not only did he find himself having insults and words hurled at him, but even some empty bottles by the end of a game. Some of you have perhaps had that experience along the way as well. And then he contrasted that with the experience that he had Friday night. And the welcome and the hospitality that he felt from the people of Montana who were there to support their home team, while at the same time being gracious to those who showed up in firm and purple to cheer for their opponent. He said, not only were they kind and offering well wishes, but as he was walking to the stadium, he couldn't even keep up with the number of times some of them invited him and his friend to join them at their tailgate. Now, that may not seem like a, all, that big, all that big of a deal, although I wonder how often that happens in some other stadiums around the country. But for me, it pointed to all, or at least how we might begin to think about other places where that kind of spirit, to live alongside people instead of opposition to them, where that might apply in our lives. What if we were to look for opportunities to extend an invitation to a colleague or a neighbor or a family member with whom we have disagreed, with whom we have had conflict, with whom we feel like there's probably never any hope of being on the same page, and yet we choose to live alongside instead of in opposition, and so to say, Hey, could we get a cup of coffee together? Could we sit down and have a conversation? What a different atmosphere we might help create with that kind of living. So today, we listen to the voices of Isaiah and John. Isaiah, the same one who has told us earlier in his writings to prepare because unto us a child is born and he will be called the Prince of Peace. And the Prince of Peace comes to invite us into the way of peace in our own living. So prepare the way, turn in a new direction, because Emmanuel 
is coming. And everyone ought to have a front row seat. Will you pray with me? Holy God, while we wait, help us to prepare, to prepare our hearts and to be a part of preparing the way so that together we might see the Prince of Peace when he comes. Amen.